Hello, and welcome to the Stop Devaluation Podcast. I'm your host and founder of the Stop Devaluation Movement, Melody Hilton. The heart of this movement is to see the value in all of humanity and live courageous lifestyles of using our power for good instead of harm. We can affect change by choosing validation over judgment, and I hope you'll take your place and make a positive impact in this world. Hi, I'm Dr. Melody Hilton, and I want to introduce Brent Pedro. And uh, I've known Brent for about 12 years, and I've seen where he was and where he is. And so, Brent, I would love for you to share with me your story of devaluation, your story of being bullied, your story of when you could not see value in yourself. I believe it started in kindergarten. I remember going to play with some friends and um, some kids actually, and they said, we don't want to play with you. And I felt so rejected. And um, from then on, I recognized I tried so much to be a part of Mm -hmm. everyone, but I always was made fun of, you know, I was overweight and they would laugh at me. They will, you know, make, call me nicknames, and and I felt that I didn't have a worth. I felt that my life had no purpose, that I was just going to continue to be the person that everybody laugh at, the person that everybody make fun of. You know, I felt that no matter what I did, couldn't change that. So I began to isolate myself. I began to, well, eat more. Um, I began to live a life on a fantasy, you know, Probably if I escape by fantasizing, I will be able Ah. to survive in the midst of all the things. Um, You know, it was in later years that um, as the pressure began to increase, being being laughed at, being bullied, being made fun of, and it wasn't just among um, my peers, but also within the classroom, also, you know, at home, this high expectation uh. from your parents to perform, mm. to be this. And you you felt that, you know, you could never live up to anyone's yeah. expectation. So, you know, I just began to just focus on other things and um, escape the reality of what I was facing. So you didn't see value in yourself as a human being. No. So you had to perform. Yes. And your value came from what you did, not from who you yeah. are. Yeah. And so that that brought such a depression. So how did that affect your life, your your uh your thoughts, how you believed about yourself and how did you respond to all that? Well, I believe that I had no word. I I, I felt in myself that I was ugly. I felt that, you know, uh, I I couldn't talk properly. I felt that, you know, that nothing that I did was ever going to be good enough. And one of the things that I used to do, I used to um, pay people to be my friends. I pay you to be my friend. And um, I would tell you how you need to treat me. 
so that others would see how you're treating me. So I'm hoping that they will begin to treat me the way you are treating me. But it never really worked because people just use that opportunity to, to take money. Yeah. So, you know, after a while I, I got into depression and, 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 you know, became suicide, tried to commit suicide five times and, you know, and, um, Five times. Five times. Five times. You know, where it's, it's slit my wrist. I still have marks on my, my hand from where it was slit my wrist. You know, I would drink, you know, some chemicals. You know, I, I just wanted to escape the reality of the pain yeah. that I was experiencing, you know, because I didn't see anywhere beyond. So I would face the challenges at school and then I would come home and have to perform among my family mm-hmm. to be perfect. You know, I couldn't communicate what was happening in school because I'm supposed to be perfect. I'm supposed to be the one that, you know, and, and it also affected my schoolwork. You know, I didn't have the, the passion to study. I didn't, I didn't feel I needed to study. I didn't even want to live. So. And your parents were educators, correct? They were educators. My father <laughs> so they had was a high a pri- bar, right? Yeah. My father, <laughs> my father was a principal and, and my sister was doing very good in school. And, you know, so the expectation that mm-hmm. I need to live up to this, you know, and, uh, I rebelled. I rebelled because, you know, I am like, well, I'm just not going to do anything. And, you know, Everything that I did was to try to escape dealing with situations. So you really came to a huge low wanting to, you know, lose your life. And and, um, so what are some things that took place in your life that began to shift the way you viewed yourself, shifted your mindsets and began to bring hope and to cause you to begin to see how valuable you truly are. Because I know you now, and I know what you do and how you impact lives for good and how you're an instrument of justice and you're one of the greatest validators on the planet. So to go from where you were to where you are now, tell me some processes. Well, it, it, I believe one of the areas that I escaped was in the area of music. Ah. I love to sing. So I began to sing and I began to sing songs and I began to recognize that people began to enjoy my voice. Uh. So I will continue to sing. And as I began to sing, I began to recognize um, that probably this may be an area that I can get into. And as I began to pursue my singing, I began to um, listen to the words of some songs that began to tell me <laughs> I have a word, I have a purpose. And I came to the point of recognizing if there's one area that I can be accepted is by my singing, so I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing. And as I began to sing and I would listen and I began to believe everything that I sung. <laughs> That's huge. And, and, and as I began to believe everything that I sung, I began to create a world that helped me to survive. And that world was, I began to be positive in how I see myself, to not measure myself to people, but measure myself based on this new world that I was entering into. And it was a world that says, you can sing 
and they love the way you sing. So just as you can sing, you just focus on your singing and you will become a great singer. Isn't that something, even though we should be valued for our, our worth as a human being, not by what we do, mm -hmm. seeing a gift being expressed cause you to begin to view yourself differently. So in a lot of ways, your singing brought you worth rather than singing from your worth. Yeah, yeah. Your singing brought you value rather than it being from value, but it was still such a beautiful segue into you viewing yourself differently than you did previously. One of the things that helped me with my singing is that I began to take vocal classes. Ah. And my teacher, my vocal teacher, will always encourage me ah. and always say, hey, you got a good voice, you know? And they will also say to me, you have the potential. Ah. When they spoke that word potential, uh. I began to really um, look into that and, and begin to recognize that if it is I can have the potential in this area, maybe there may be another area that I may have potential. So I had some key people mm. that begun to come into my world because of my singing that begun to encourage me. And I began to see, wow, I have potential, not just in singing, but as they speak to me and as they encourage uh -huh. me. And, and probably they were just doing that because I, you know, I sing and, and they love my voice. But to me, yeah. it began to empower me to see in myself that there is not just one area of singing, but I have the potential to do much more. That is so powerful because if you think about that, where people's words took you to that place of depression mm -hmm. because you believed it, you began to believe people's words of validation. And that really shows the power of valuing someone. It shows the power of seeing the potential and the worth in someone, no matter what they're facing in their life, uh, their mistakes, their failures, their inadequacies. But if we can look past the external and see worth, it can change a person's life forever. Yes. And so it really began with people viewing you differently than the ones of your past. Yes, yes. Yes. That is so powerful. Um, so because of how people began to treat you differently, not just because of your skill, but because of your potential, is that some of the things that were developed inside of you that caused you to be that type of person for others? Yes. I felt that I could have been the potential, not only that I had the potential, but I felt that I didn't want people to go through what I went through. Mm. So I began to be an encourager. Just as these people were beginning to encourage me about my music, I began to encourage people about what they were good at. And that whole word potential really stuck with me because I began to see the potential in others. And I began to, to, to value um, what they were good at. So like, some, for instance, someone, uh, a good friend of mine, he was very much good in when it comes to cooking and he loves to cook. Mm -hmm. um, at first, you know, food and taste all that good. But, <laughs> you know, I began to believe that he had the potential to become a cook. Why? Because he loved it. And I, I, I felt that if you're passionate about something, yes. therefore you're going to have the potential to do it. 
and I begun to really encourage him. And, and over a period of time, there have been many people, like for instance, my present barber started off barbering because he had the potential and I saw it and I began to invest into him. And he, I was his first person that he began to cut hair. And, you know, he would cut it and not cut it well. <laughs> and people will make fun of fun of, of me and fun of him because of that. <laughs> but because I knew people made fun of me, but then someone saw the potential in me that I said, you know, let them make fun. It's okay. One day you will become a good barber. And now he is a barber, have five other barbers that work for him, have his own building, and is doing well as a business owner just because of potential. That is powerful. Um, Was there a time in your life when you were going through the really difficult time of feeling devalued um, that you became very bitter towards people? Oh, yeah. Okay. I had a serious anger problem. I remember, actually, I remember when I was in school that a guy came to me and he was making fun of me. And that day I tripped. And at that time, I I started to do martial arts and I jump kicked him. And he went back and he he was knocked out. And they had to call in the cops to come and, and investigate. And I remember... The officer said, he said, you know, if this guy dies, we have to charge you for first degree murder. And at that moment, I began to recognize I really had an anger issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes I will, I, will, I will take things and break things, you know. And sometimes when people make fun of me, um, and, and I actually started to do martial arts so that I can be strong and to beat people when they came and attacked me. So did you ever come to the place where you chose to forgive these people? Yes, I did. How Uh, did you do that? When I began to recognize how much life is and how um, how much things I've been through and recognizing that people don't have the power to determine who I am. And when I began to recognize that there's no need for me to hold on bitterness and anger because of what someone did, I began to use that bitterness and that anger and channel it in a totally different direction. So I began to to focus more on my singing and just focus on just being nice to people. Probably I began to ignore people more than really focus on them. So if you did me something, I just forget about it, forget about you, ignore it. You know. So you stopped giving them power in their life. Yeah. In your life. Yeah, in my life, in my life, because um, too many people had power based, you know, they would say something and I will respond. Right. But then after a while, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to be Brent and I'm not going to please nobody. I'm just going to be Brent. So I'm just going to ignore them. And so did you find that releasing them, forgiving them, letting them go helped bring you freedom? Oh, it did. It helped, it helped bring me freedom because most of the times my mind will be focused on what they said. And then ah. when I stop and, and focus on what they said, I recognize that I was getting unhappy. I was getting angry because of focusing on what they said. Uh-huh. And then I began to 
understand, is there any truth to this? Is there any facts to this? You know, why am I, why am I living my life based on the opinion of someone else when I can live my life based on what I work and, and, and based on my potential, based on, on my purpose, the reason for my existence? So yeah. you took away their power yeah. by changing the way you thought, yeah. which changed the way you believed, which changed what you did, Mm -hmm. And now you're walking as a successful man, yes. helping people in business and, you know, different endeavors that they're doing. I know mm -hmm. you invest into so many people for mm -hmm. their success. Mm -hmm. And so you truly have become this individual who allowed the rewriting of the instructions of your brain mm -hmm. to be one that helps others rewrite their story. Well, the thing about it too is that words carry power. Mm -hmm. So I can either use those words yes. to better someone, or I can use those words to to hinder me from stepping in my potential. So if someone speaks something to me, I can either use their words and become better, or use their words and become bitter. And um, one of the things that I have chose to do is that I'm going to use words because words are power. I'm going to use words for good. Yeah. And I'm going to speak potential. I'm going to speak identity. I'm going to really affirm people, you know. And 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 sometimes all people just need is just love. Mm -hmm. And you see, that is what I've begun to experience, love. And I've begun to, able to love people, not seeing them for what they do, not seeing them for their actions, you know, recognizing that the person would have done this because there's a reason behind why they did what they did or what they said what they said, you know, and I began to just look at them from a different perspective. So we can confront an epic epidemic yeah. of devaluation yeah. with validation. Yeah. We can confront hate with love, Yeah. right? We can confront judgment with mercy. And the thing about it too is that, are you gonna treat people the way you want to be treated? Uh -huh. So if I want to be treated good, I need to treat people good. Mm -hmm. If I want people to to respect me and honor me, I gotta respect and honor them. And that is something that I've begun to develop in my life. I'm gonna respect you, I'm gonna honor you, and because I want it in return for myself. So what I want for myself, I also want for you. That is powerful. Thank you so much, Bren. I appreciate you. I celebrate your life. I celebrate your story. And I know that the things that you've shared, so many of us can relate to. And you've given people hope to be able to take their seasons of devaluation and to begin to see how valuable they truly are. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening and encourage you to become a part of the Stop Devaluation Movement. Be sure to like and follow, hashtag Stop Devaluation on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and visit StopDevaluation.com for more information and free resources. You can help spread the movement by sharing with others, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and most of all, by living a courageous lifestyle of using your power for good. Go out and value someone today. Your life matters and you can make the world a better place. One word, one choice, one action of validation at a time.